Welcome in everyone. It's episode 73 of the 1056 podcast. The I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl episode because Matt Stafford needs a Super Bowl win for playing for the Lions for so long. Episode. Oh, Bengals. You're the tiger. Incorrect. I like the Bengals. You tell, you're telling the entire nation of China that their holiday is incorrect? No, wow. the holiday is correct. The holiday is correct. So you're the tiger. The Bengals will not win the Super Bowl. You can put it on a board. I, you know what? I'm actually, I've been predicting everything completely incorrect when it comes to football. So you know what? Yeah, including Bengals. your victory in our fantasy league. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals on winning the Super Bowl. I want to do a little reverse psychology there. Yeah, shut up, Jeff. We get it. You won the league, okay? We don't want to. Let's let's close that circle. No one cares. So anyways, um, just want to give a shout out to some uh, games this weekend. Uh, six, Na- six Nations Rugby this weekend. We what? have Wales versus Scotland on Saturday. Why are we talking about rugby? And France versus Ireland also on Saturday. And Italy versus England on Sunday. Stay tuned, folks. I will not be talking about that in the future. You I just, just love rugby, dude. I missed last weekend. It was the first round was last weekend, or the first set of games were last weekend. You actually you watch rugby like... I want to try. Fair. Um, it's hard to watch a sport because it's not easily accessible. But I got a buddy who has ESPN Plus, so I'm going to mooch off of that, and that will get me there. I just want to watch it, man. That's all. I, I, I'm not trying to push it on anybody. I'm just sitting here going, I, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be fun. Um, and I, I, I picked a team to win. I thought I know anything. But I'm just, you know, fantasy football champion. I, I don't know anything, though. Just champion. Um, but I'm excited for the rugby. I don't know. I'm just trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to branch out. Yeah, you've you've mastered fantasy football because you won twice, and so now you're just like, hey, I'm just trying to move on to a new thing. Yeah, I try to move on to like more romance sport instead of this bullshit. I hate that that you're I still can't. into, you know. So yeah, that's that, that bullshit you're into. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Whatever. I can't say shit because I uh, lost in the semifinals two years in a row, and I'm pissed, and I'm not happy about it, dude. I don't want to talk. I. You know what? I forgot. I forgot completely about it, and now we bring up the Super Bowl. And whatever, dude, it's fine. I'm living. It's great. We're going to move forward. I don't know what sport to look forward to now until football. The Olympics, maybe. Got not into baseball. curling. Got, yeah, baseball's not happening. They're gonna Not on time. Up. Yeah, we're going to get a compressed season. I want 162 games in six months. I want doubleheaders every day. Let's go that back. To the- Although it might show that it's kind of time to shorten the season, which I'm not against. So, dude, 50 game season, six innings, runner starts on second at the beginning of the game. I want runs, people. Let's get this ball going. Anyway, enough sports talk, dude. We're a Connecticut beer podcast. I say that way too much, but here we are. Two roads is at Yankee Stadium? Is it? Yes. Oh, and the Excel Center in Gamble, where UConn plays. So, all right. I, I I actually just want to quickly double check that. Wow. Just, okay. Cool. Uh, well, now gonna, I'm doubting myself. Where are you going to look to see if Two Roads is on tap at Yankee Stadium? <laughs> no clue. Anyway, I'm going to move on here. You do that, and I'll interrupt you suddenly. Yeah, please do, because we. It's <laughs> great. Um. So yeah. Uh. If you haven't been following along the past couple weeks, as of February first. Me, myself, and I, I have embarked on this new journey called 1050 Trips. It is a 3,000-mile Peloton ride from one side of the country 
to another. It's about 3,000 miles. I'm doing it from February 1st to my wedding in October. And I am almost 100 miles in. And let me tell you, I really thought this was going to go by a lot faster. 3,000 miles is a shit ton of miles. Fun um, fact. Okay, so we'll come back to this because I actually found something really interesting that's just, I think, interesting. But I don't want to yeah. interrupt you for this. So that's we'll, fine. Uh, once we're done with this topic, I'll take take you down a road. Okay. Uh, you're in Vermont. Teaser. Yes. First episode of 1050 Trips comes straight from Vermont, baby. Yes. So that was the first date. Uh, a couple of my friends asked me, um, one of my friends actually asked me last night, which is a fair question. It's like, are, are you going like in sequential order based on like what state you passed and the answer is no because that would be way too much to for figure the out. record i tried to get him to do that i tried to tell him no. to take a to make make a theoretical course and then hit those states as you would on your peloton and then do it like that but you're like no i'm just gonna have a list randomly assorted on, on a board over here and i'm just gonna cross them off as i see convenient yes because seems like a also, complete waste of gas as you're traveling across the country because you're actually doing <laughs> three thousand miles is not like it's like barely stretching from coast to coast in a straight line. So to like go from like Maine to Vermont to New Hampshire to all that, it'd be like five thousand miles. I was like, no, absolutely not. And just trying to like figure out, it's like, oh yeah, I've traveled like two hundred fifty miles. Am I in New Hampshire or am I in Vermont? And it's like I'm like, no, too much. I just need to like do this, not think about it. Just get my ride done and then like edit all of the video and whatnot. So, uh, no. So like, for example, the next state might be Oklahoma or Tennessee. Like it's, it's somewhere that's not going to be necessarily next to Vermont. I know a lot of people are like, eh, why well, you don't you do it that way? It's fucking, it's difficult. Nobody's saying that. We a couple people are saying haters. that. People are saying it. Shout out to my cat. I don't know if we're going to use this in, in our reel or not. Whatever, dude. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, it's a fun time. Stay um, tuned. For yes. the first episode, ten fifty trips. If you're listening to this as this episode comes out, and it is not out yet, but it's it will out. come out. We ca- go check out our our promo vid that's out on our IGTV again. That we worked really hard on it. Want everybody to see it. Um, go and then stay tuned for ten fifty trips. It's our new ten fifty sips real beer review of the country. Um, and go check out our last episode with Jess and Jamal. Yes, from Nebco and Jess Beerme from her very popular account on Instagram. Uh, we talk about all sorts of things. That episode's out now. And I was really proud of that episode. We came out of it, I feel like we laughed. We learned. We laughed again. I loved it. I thought it was great. You know what I thought, too? Uh, it showed that we got some range. Because it's not always fun and games when it comes to the beer industry. And I, I say that, I started that sentence out kind of It should be, joking. but yes. It, sh- yeah, I, we- it should be, though. It should be. We, I started. I sent. I started that sentence out very uh, like nonchalant, and I kind of ended that on a more serious tone. But that's exactly the kind of range that we have. So, uh, I think you asked some really good questions, Jeff. A lot um, to do with why certain communities aren't getting into the beer industry, why the black community, why the brown community isn't. For answers getting to those, check out that episode. That yeah. Episode. No. And, and it and uh, Jamal and Jess too uh, shed a lot of great light on the subject. Um, I really wish I was at change in the air last year. And I don't think I can go this year because I have a bachelor party and I'm really pissed. So if you can go to change in the air, I know that they've started to announce it little by little. I know they did some like teaser uh, videos for it. 
seems like a great time. Um, and yeah, there's a little antidote there. I won't say exactly what it was, but an- um, anic- anecdote. Antidote. Anecdote. You said, you said antidote. No one's dying. You're okay. Well, true. Fair enough. I'm sorry. Thank you for catching me on that one. Uh, so she mentioned, just mentioned when she was at the event, um, there was like an interaction. She overheard a conversation between a new beer drinker and someone from Lawson's Finest Liquids. Very interesting. Go check it out. Listen to that interview to get that little quip. That's a little All teaser right. for you. So there you go. All right, anyway, back I, to your thing, so Jeff. I, w- I was going to try to find – I was pretty sure that Two Roads was offered at Yankee Stadium. I could be totally wrong. And we know yeah. people over at Two Roads. Please come correct me. I just remember that being a thing. But I Googled it, and I got somewhere else that's actually quite interesting. I found on statistics dot com. It's a statistics statistics website. Are you okay? What the hell is going on? <laughs> I might need an anecdote. Um, nice. It, this this ranks the baseball teams by the price of their beer for twenty nineteen. Oh, so I can't imagine it's changed too much over the last couple of years, right? Oh, bucks here and there, yeah. So I maybe hold on, maybe I could change the year real quick. Is there a quick way I could do that? Um, no, uh, no, I'm not going to do it now. So I would like you, these are baseball teams. So I would like you to take a guess on what you think was, uh, which team had the highest beer prices. Ooh, I would say just number one for the sake of time. I would say the Doyers, the Dodgers, the Los Angeles Doyers, the Los Angeles. They are. nine down wow what uh is it the is it the yankees number one is that the it honest? isn't they're even further actually yeah they're further down but just a little what? bit who okay who's number one fine the tell me. mets wow the mets are like please drink more so you're not seeing what we're seeing but they're charging the most oh yeah you're right so that's counterproductive to what i just said so scratch yeah. that we want please you to be drink, sober to watch this suffer drink please drink less we we need the alcohol for our for our players so they can forget it. Uh, hey, number t- num- number two is the Cubs. Oh, which, uh, so that's at a that's at eleven dollars. By the way, hmm. is the Mets nine and a ha- nine and a half for the um for the Cubs? The league average is five dollars and ninety seven cents. What? Where is someone paying five seventy five for a That's beer? the that's the average, right? So. If you ask the Mariners, the Marlins, the Angels, the Cardinals, the Tigers, the Rays, the Guardians now, formerly the Indians, the Twins, the Braves, and the like Brewers, that. they all charge $5. If you ask the Royals, Diamondbacks, Orioles, Rockies, they're all charging 4 to $3. What? Everybody else, except for the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are $5.63. Um, on average, this is obviously on average depending on the beer, right? Um, the Rangers up starting at $6 up, charge about that much. Am I reading this right? Yeah, the price for a beer at a Major League Baseball game stadium by by team in 2019 in U.S. dollars, 11. What? And the Yankees are, uh, on average, charge about $6. Dude, that's nuts, man. That's so crazy. I can't believe it. You learn something new every day. Check that out, man. What a, what a great little antidote for this conversation (laughs) (laughs) all right back to ctv nice job nice job uh yeah so now on to ctb um 
Yeah, two things. I'll start with the more, I guess, serious one. Um, just as of like this morning, the uh, beer shop Maltos Express in Monroe, I feel like a lot of people in the beer industry got their start making beer from some like something beer related at Maltos. So it's really sad. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're closing permanently. It says, you never said what's happening. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm leading. What's to that. so sad? Okay, they're losing their lease, and they're closing their location. Not sure if it's permanent or not. Thank you for bringing me there's back on de- track. There's some details missing here that we are eager to learn more about as the story progresses. Yes. So, yeah, it just says that Maltos Express will be losing its lease in March of 2022. I don't know. There's a lot of other details there. But, uh, yeah, it really sucks. And Mark and Tess and the whole crew, they're really, really nice. Super nice people. I feel like that when we first started this. Good people. Good people. Uh, uh, when we first started this, I heard those names all the time, met them a couple times. I helped, they helped set up my kegerator cause I had no fucking idea what I was doing. And I basically had a huge leak. Still don't. I, yeah, dude. I know a little bit more. Your boys a Cicerone, no big deal. Um, you're right. You're right. Most people think that's no big deal. <laughs> oh, dude, I walked right into that joke. Anyway, they ah. are super helpful, dude. All right. I'm quitting the podcast. Roll the outro music, dude. <laughs> quit anyway <laughs> uh the other one came from uh 12 12 another facebook group i say this it's let me let me preface what i'm what i'm about to say here so there is an instagram account called haze boys h-a-z-e-b-o-i-z i don't know where they're out of but they talk about beer related memes and troll accounts repost them on instagram all right Sometimes they mention Connecticut, but it's usually like California breweries, something to do with 450 North, someone reselling beer for an astronomical price. Great example. Uh, This guy was selling his Marvin the Martian beer glass, just a a glass shaped like like a beer can with Marvin the Martian on it for $325. And someone commented... I think I had that same glass, and I bought it for $28, and there was hilarity that ensued because there was like 800 laughing emojis on this Facebook post. The original poster got really mad about it, yada, yada, yada. All fun and games. Really, really funny. Something along that lines. So, Marvin, the Mar- are they? how are they not getting copyright struck? How come Nebco has to sit there with some fucking goofy glasses on a Stormtrooper, and they got Marvin the Martian over there? Because... A, that's a great question, and B, I think that Nebco's reach is a little bit larger than some random dude who's just like screen printing on stickers onto a glass. I urge WB, who owns Marvin the Martian, urge WB to a, to to legally and financially attack this man. Just that man. The one who's reselling the glass. Oh, yeah, and only legally and financially. Okay, cool. How else would you attack? Oh, physically, I see. Mentally. Physically, mentally, yeah. Okay. Verbally. (laughs) I I advise against all of those. I was, okay, I see what you're saying. So, anyway, sometimes Connecticut pops up a little bit. Rarely. I feel like Connecticut groups are usually pretty good. Um, So, there is a, like, 12% group. And, again, I'm prefacing this. I think this is a private group, but the post was made public. So, I'm reading off of the public screenshot and share of this namers removed i'm not going to name a name it's here i'm looking at it it's a public post if not 
we'll cut this part out after the fact. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I'm not doing that. So, <laughs> so the full post goes, uh, it, it's up to you, Jeff. Do you want to read the full passage or would you like me to paraphrase it? How long is it? It is three paragraphs, <laughs> which is already, already too long. So there it is. Give There's the spark notes, dude. Okay, so the Spark Notes is basically uh, for Square sites, so sites that are owned by Square.com. Uh, a lot of breweries use them. It's great, whatever. Uh, you are automatically defaulted to paying twenty percent as a tip, regardless if you're doing delivery or in-person pickup. In the case of twelve percent, so this person didn't know that you can edit the tip amount and he's like should have done it once over i fucked up i picked a mecca oko four and karan butler they're not that uh, bad boom i was looking for that reference uh and so he's like he picked up his beers he's like you know he wouldn't he he had a bad experience about this because square defaulted or 12 percent defaulted their tip rate at 20 percent and what do you think happened? Yes, someone created a GoFundMe for this guy for his tip relief fund. And did it hit his goal? You betcha. <laughs> I kid you not. Some random person in this Facebook group organized a GoFundMe for like 25 bucks to pay for this guy's tip discrepancy. And I think it hit like 50 bucks. <laughs> so listen. Yo, what on earth? I get, listen, I understand. I get it. We all, we've all done that before. I've done that before. I don't, I don't know what, what you expect. So you gave, you gave them too much money. I've gave, I've given them 20%. And I'm like, oh, okay, you can so I said, I if you like the place, take the money, man. My bad, I guess, but at least it's going to something I like yeah and then he's like oh, i tipped it in he's like well i tipped in cash or something else. like it, it went on that's not actually public so uh i don't i don't i don't know how where that devolved into but it was just the sheer post of it um yeah it's just the fact that someone created the gofundme our gofundme yeah why don't we start bitching about something get our own gofundme i could bitch i bitch every episode i could do it right now yo jeff's a straight up bitch let's get a gofundme for him yeah i need it yeah. what's it for like it's for what to pay to pay for what the podcast is expensive i just don't like when you do that when you say those words no one else knows what this means by like two other people and i want to keep it that way for as long as possible um, i don't know what you're talking about i mean you have to pay for all this free no stuff. dude i'm ignoring you i'm talking over you people don't understand the struggle <laughs> so yeah uh listen i get it it's just there's so many examples of people just like posting things in Facebook on Facebook groups and it just like spiraling out of control. And it's like, well, yeah, unfortunately that's just the side effect of beer communities in 2022 on Facebook. Facebook sucks, dude. That's dude, why we're Facebook. not on it. That's why we're on Instagram. Fuck. We are one zero five six P O D C A S T. Great, great, great segue. Brought to you by Meta. Brought to you by Meta. Yeah, there's there's some good content on this account. Follow Hayes Boys too. Maybe I don't know who this guy is or or a girl. So you know what? I don't know. Follow at your own discretion. Make your own decisions. How about that? Yeah. Don't let us tell you what to do. Yeah. So I definitely don't. 
<laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I'd say anything. What are you talking about? Dude, nice catch there. Uh, yeah, so that that is it. That's honestly the short list that I had as we're talking for like a half hour. Um, it was only those two things. So oh, the, other, the other thing I wanted to mention too, going back to Malto's closing, I know that I believe Senator Blumenthal and I know there's like legislation getting involved to help combat a lot of these breweries closing. So we'll see what happens there. Um, as you know, there's been at least four breweries that have, well, there's been four breweries that have closed since december 31st uh in connecticut so we're gonna see what you mean to the senator to help combat these breweries closing uh i don't know that's like what the the fuck does that mean uh let me see i'll look it up oh i'm about to go off uh the headline goes senator blumenthal seeks federal relief funds for connecticut breweries local breweries are facing continue to face challenges um do, do it's been a tough going for bro who do you think kit, fucking you know, shut them down okay <laughs> dude joe rogan no the seriously you didn't think i was gonna say that are now, you kidding you? me do you do you see that do you see how fucked that is i'm not making a claim that we shouldn't have done yeah, something at the oh, beginning so of this pandemic the- no. So Blumenthal is calling for the replenishment of the restaurant revitalization fund. Um, Blumenthal said there was initially $28 billion in the fund, but he's pushing for another $40 billion. 40 to $60 billion. I'm not sitting here saying don't give the restaurant industry money. I'm not making a claim on that. All I'm saying is don't sit here on your fucking high horse thinking that I'll save everybody. That will get me votes. Remember when I helped your industry? No, you didn't. That was a choice at the beginning of the pandemic. Was it the right choice or the wrong choice? I, You decide at home. All I'm saying is that it had a cost. True. Businesses shut down. What was the cost? No, I, me- I meant it. I know oh, okay. I meant it. I wasn't like, sure if you were going you can, with you that idea. If you want to make a claim that, the, that shutting down oh, at the oh, beginning oh, oh. of the pandemic and all that time helped save lives, fine. That's a separate argument. But also with it, there is a cost to that. Always a cost. It wasn't a purely good idea. It had it have to weigh it, and businesses shut down. All, all sorts of businesses yeah. shut down, including those in the beer scene in the restaurant industry. And and, and the pandemic, the virus doesn't shut. Yeah, I mean, businesses like- down. People, government does. So don't sit here on your damn high horse. I can't. Sorry. No, I see your point because you're frustrated that it was like the governing bodies that shut down these establishments and now they're on the other side of the fence saying like, okay, hey, let, let's like help you get back to business. So, uh, no, I mean, you, you made a very, very good point. I'm not, I'm not laughing because it's silly. Like it's true. I'm but, yelling um, and I don't like to yell except yeah, you know no, that you that's you a are. I love to yell. Yeah, that, that true. That also took a turn. I was like, whoa, where are we going with this? Uh, but what I was going to say is that uh, it kind of brings up the question again of the bubble that everyone talked about. It was it was more so a couple years back, 2018, 2019, after it was a couple years from this surge of a lot of different breweries opening up in the state. Everyone's like, wow, there's a brewery opening in every town, basically. When are we going to hit the ceiling? And the first question that I thought was, is this bubble, or excuse me, is this closure of breweries the side effect of covid and the ever-changing habits of beer drinkers now since that or are we hitting an equilibrium within the industry so if it's if it's because we naturally hit a bubble of 
of oversaturation of breweries in the state, which I don't think we've hit. But if that was the case, if we hit that that ceiling, we pop the bubble, then there is no reason for the government to be giving relief. That's natural. That's the free market. That is a market True. system where people compete and not everyone's going to make it. And that happens and it sucks. And if those who invest their time and money and they don't and it doesn't pan out, it sucks. But that that's not the government's job to come in and say, no, we'll pay for your business to stay afloat. That's not how this works. But if it's so if we're going to make an argument that these breweries and restaurants were to get funding from the federal government. Then it would you would have to make it because they're trying to make good for the damage that they caused. You see what I mean? Like they're two different things. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I, I honestly have no idea. So I'm not sure what's going to happen from all this. But yeah. I don't either. And listen, I went off. But if mm. I'm if you think I'm wrong, please let me know. I love discussion. I love debate. Okay. Um, I love to hear all other sides of the argument. Again, I if if you're gonna come with me to the we it was supposed to shut down because it was good for us at the beginning of the pandemic to save lives and to limit the hospitals. I've already established that that is worth discussing, but I think that this piece is a little different in that we need to look at the other side of what the cost of that was. And now we have to pay that cost when we're on the kind of we're now trailing the end of this pandemic. And that cost was that people lost their businesses in various different industries. Yeah, make good. You sure be better. You're gonna lo- you're gonna join the TTB just to shut them down, even though they're not related. Don't get me started. No, they're What's not directly worse? related. No, they're not directly related, but they are um, government. They are government entities in, to begin with that have the use of. They have they have the 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 monopoly of force behind them. Yeah. So more specifically into this, so the Restaurant Revitalization Fund sounds to be like a national effort. So although over 300, this is from NBC Connecticut, I'm quoting this, $300 million of this fund was distributed in Connecticut. Not everyone who applied for it received aid. So the Connecticut Restaurant Association said that of the 3,369 eligible applicants in Connecticut, only 1,303 received the grant money. Great question. No idea. Um, That's an honest question. Why? I'm not going to come up with an answer. If you at home know the answer, please let us know. You can comment, send us a DM. All right. My dog wants in on this. You can send us a DM. Let us know. Love to have a discussion with anybody. I'm, I'm done. I'm done yelling. Yeah, no, I mean, it's really interesting. Uh, I, I don't know a lot of a lot of things specifically with within the beer industry because COVID obviously changed everything of and everyone um, good bad or indifferent uh, so I feel like we're still too close from all these changes it's gonna be like years down the road and we're gonna we're gonna look back and see like here's what caused all these breweries to close was it this was it lack of funding was it yeah but we've else? talked was to just... we've talked to the people in the industry. Yeah, and they they know why. If anybody's gonna know why, it's the people that run their business. They know why their business closed. They know why they had a certain level of profit coming in, and at yeah. a certain point that tanked. And because they know where they make their money based on their business model. Some make it based on distribution. If you're like, uh, if you're twelve percent, 
right? Distributions, uh, th- like distributing their the beer out is a big thing or people coming in to pick up beer is a big thing, right? And other places rely heavily on live events, tap room, shows, and that fell through. So those hurt those yeah. businesses. Some were able to pivot well enough, but sometimes based on so many factors, like your clientele, are they willing to, are, are they willing or able to do pickups? Um, do you have the system? Do you have the organization like within yourself, like the organizational ability between your, your leadership and the people kind of uh, your employees to pull that off. These are a lot of factors, the timing, the environment, it, it, everything comes to play. Not everyone's going to make it. I, all I'm saying is I, I, I just get frustrated when I see that kind of like, I'll save you after it was not directly Blumenthal. Again, I'm probably going to get shit for that. It's like, was it Blumenthal, Blumenthal that shut down the state? I don't know. I don't know who's solely responsible or group. All I'm saying is that he is one of the leaders for this, for Connecticut, him and Lamont. Okay. And they made that choice. There's a cost. You want to make good? Fine. But I swear, don't get on your high horse about it. You say sorry. And you kiss that ring. Is it just me or does uh, Senator Blumenthal look like Willem Dafoe? Is that just me? Ooh, I don't. Uh, I, I, I forget what he looks like. I'm going to quickly do a. I'm confused. I, I think, think I'm confusing I, him with Senate. Oh shit, Senator. Like yeah, I that's think who, if, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I think if uh, um I see what you're saying, um, his face has no detail. <laughs> what? What does that mean? As in, he has... He's a baby? No, he's not smooth-skinned. No. As in, like, you have features about your face that 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 make up the grooves of, like, we have our, our lip and our nose. <laughs> but if you look at him, he's just kind of there. He's just there, man. He's just Dude. there saying, remember when I... I don't know if he said this. I'm going to put words in his mouth. Remember when I, when I saved your industry? Yeah, you better help like them out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds like he's going to. Of course he's going to use that. Or not. Who knows? If you if you are passionate, if you're listening to this and are passionate enough to respond, direct the DMs to Jeff. I don't have time. No, put it right into, what do you mean, direct it towards me? This goes to the podcast DMs. Right That's what I'm saying. Okay. Say, dear Jeff, comma, enter. Okay? That's so I know I can go through the other DMs that I got to do it. You don't want to no. learn? You don't want to be part of an intellectual debate? No, I'm closing my ears and shutting my eyes. Shame I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, I do, no, do want to learn. I, I, I do want to learn. I just, I don't want to like, you're the one who can start this conversation. Not me. <laughs> I don't know. You see, do you, did, did no, no one saw it, but audially, audaciously, uh, you heard the change in Jeff's emotion when we talked right about that. So that's ass backwards too. Get excited right. about Connecticut beer. I'm I kidding. am excited. Um, I'm here. All right, I let's know. let's let's wrap this baby up. Yeah. So the next the next interview we have is not confirmed yet, but we have uh we have two people that we have like 
two it's tba but there's two people that we have uh we just don't know timing so it's one or the other i'm not going to say either or we're just trying to nail down schedules uh we have that i'm literally going to hop on the peloton right after recording this to do uh the next leg of my 1050 trips trying to chip away at it i'm almost at the first 100 miles in if you want to follow along Follow us on Instagram at 1056podcast. Check out our reels, check out our videos, check out our highlights. It's a fun time. And if you want to follow us on Untapped, T I E L E R for me and Red Marker for Jeff. That is it. In the words of someone who loves the Connecticut beer industry, Race Hell, Praise Dale. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.